Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now, what a day. <laughs> it's uh, it's only 9.30 in the morning and what a day. Yeah, the uh, the last 24 hours have been quite eventful. Just well, when you think there's a story, there's another story and then another story overtakes that story. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because last night when I heard that Justin Trudeau was going to uh, revoke the Emergencies Act, I thought, holy cow, this is huge news. All right, we're going to be all over this tomorrow. And then... Russia invaded Ukraine. I, uh, you know, I just think about everything the world has gone through in the last two years. And I don't just mean having to sit through the Olympics. I mean, like, all of the tragedy and loss. And now we're going to get even more. It's like the world is doubling down on it. There's going to be civilians that get killed in this confrontation. And I hate that that's happening right now. There already is. Uh, It's, it's. I feel I, like I don't know when I see stuff like this happening. I just feel so helpless. I feel so helpless. I don't know how I can help. What do I do from way over here in Canada? I don't know. I don't know how to help and what to do. And that that's a shitty feeling, by the way. Oh. That helpless feeling is a really shitty one. So where do we go from here? Because as I see it, we can continue on with the financial sanctions, although it seems that Vladimir Putin doesn't really care that much. We can uh, we can join in militarily, although I don't know that Canada is necessarily in a position to do much. We what can we do to help Ukraine? I mean, that's a question that I think a lot of people are going to be asking themselves. Uh, Do we need to all put up a selfie that says stand with Ukraine like they tried a couple of weeks ago? Because that doesn't seem to have worked, unfortunately. So in this case, and I know I've been a little hard on him lately, the prime minister, (laughs) But in a time like this, you got to rally behind our PM and our leadership and hope that they make the right choices. And I just don't want any more death, no more bloodshed. The fact that this is happening now is horrible. I'm still shocked that in 2022, we've got countries invading other countries. But it's Russia again. So we'll uh, we'll see how the leaders handle it. But either way, this is not a happy day. Although it is a somewhat happy day for members of the Freedom Convoy who got their bank accounts unfrozen yesterday. Yeah, that's I guess that's good. I mean, are are you happy with that? The fact that it's the Emergency Act is up. I mean, we heard that it was going to be short term and I consider that short term. Yeah, I mean, they just extended it until the middle of March on Monday. And then on Tuesday, the Senate was going to vote on it. And there's. A lot of speculation about whether or not the Senate was actually going to approve it. Some are saying that they wouldn't. And that's the whole point of the Senate is they're the sober second thought on just about everything that the House of Commons does. I don't know. I have to think that Trudeau at least had his ducks in a row when it comes to the Senate, knowing that it would have to go there. But he did withdraw it. It it doesn't, uh, from a timeline perspective, necessarily add up. But I also don't think it should have been invoked in the first place. I thought police had all the tools that they needed to end that protest, and they did. Uh, That's done. Taking it away now? Okay, that's fine. But the Prime Minister did say that there's going to be a public inquiry about that, and I'm very curious to see what goes down in that public inquiry. There was a lot of speculation. Hey, does the government know something about these protesters that we don't? Yeah, and that's the question I had all along. I assume so. I mean, I'm still going to go by that assumption. Yeah, the inquiry is not going to be quick. Or cheap. They never are. It's going to drag on for quite a while, but it should get started fairly quickly. So hopefully we'll get some answers to those things. Uh, I do want to move on because it's a 
It's going to be a strange one today, guys. I apologize. Life gets in the way. I've got some stuff that I've got to deal with after the show. But uh, we wanted to put out an episode for you. One of the stories that I do really like from today is a story of business stimulus. It is a story of not giving up, never say never, no matter how bad things are for your business, Drake may be interested in buying it. <laughs> I, I, I like that. Randy's is a legendary restaurant in Toronto. And I fully admit I've never been to Randy's before in Little Jamaica. And now I would really like to go because I'm. they got such feedback when they announced the sad news. And unfortunately, we hear this now and again, especially right now. Some restaurants just can't make it. It's not necessarily even about you know, people buying the product. In this particular case, people do love the product and their most popular product is the Jamaican patty. And they have manufacturing issues. They have supply shortages. When that's the case, you can't afford to own a spot in the city of Toronto, downtown in the city of Toronto, and afford to pay those employees if there's literally no product to be sold. So that's why they had to make the decision to shut things down. And this weekend was set to be the last weekend for this place, for Randy's. Well, Drake, I don't know, he initially followed them on Instagram. Maybe he did, maybe not, but he found out about it, went to their Instagram page and added in the comment section, you know what, I'll buy Randy's right now. And he's got the money probably on him well, to that's buy the thing, it. right? I love that that was his knee-jerk reaction. Well, I like that. It's almost like uh, Ariana Grande's Seven Rings is what it reminds me of. You know, rich people. It's just like, I see it. I want it. I like it. I got it. Yep. I, I, I like that. I like those patties. Why would I allow that to happen? I would like those to continue on. I would like this restaurant to continue to thrive. So that's basically what he did. So he got hit, just so you know, after this initial comment, because that sounds like a good story all on its own. But there were so many comments that came from that that it, it had him commenting again. So the reason why people were kind of skeptical was, oh, Drake's just going to buy the spot and then make the patties like five times the price and do some crazy shit to it and hire They're going to have like friends. an OVO logo an stamped OVO into them. shop inside <laughs> or something. Like you have to buy a hoodie in order to get a patty. You know, all of these obviously over-the-top suggestions. So he commented again. He said, just to be clear, I'm going to hand it right back. So he's going to bail them out and then give them back the business. Yeah, so I don't know how it's going to work because it's we don't know if what they're going to look ask for. Perhaps Drake's just going to say straight up, what is it going to cost for you to stay afloat for the next six months, which may get you through these supply shortages, which may get you through this manufacturing, and we'll see after six months. And if they tell him, oh, dude, I mean, we got employees, we got this, that, it's going to cost, you know, 60 grand. I guarantee you he's going to go, okay, I'll send you a check. So Better than that, cool. if they're having supply chain issues, he could send his plane <laughs> to Jamaica <laughs> and import them. <laughs> Bring back fresh patties and sell them there. Yes. Now, apparently they make killer patties. So anyway, that's that's a cool, I like that. That's a good news story right now. I, and I don't give a shit what you think about Drake. I really don't. But he, he is an all-around, like, a good guy. And he wants to do well for his city. And he's doing it. Did you hear this story about Elton John? He was flying from the UK to New York to do a show. And he had plane problems. I did hear about this, yeah. This is wild. Uh, he was <clears throat> able to make his New York show last night despite a nail-biting air scare. Elton John's jet had a hydraulic failure an hour into his flight from the UK. The pilot told air traffic control in Farnborough, prep for an emergency landing in high winds. That's scary shit. <laughs> Elton John is 74. 74... He's on his private jet, and then the pilot comes on and says, yeah, we're going to land at the closest airport, 
and it is going to be an emergency. There are high crosswinds, and we have no hydraulics. Scary stuff right there. They did land. Kudos to the pilot. He got him on the ground, and then Elton just hopped on a different flight, caught it over to New York, and did his show as if nothing out of the ordinary happened. And did we not find out at the show? Like, did he tell the crowd, oh, guys, what do you hear? What do you hear this shit? (laughs) You'll never believe it. Um, I love that. I mean, I love that he's okay, obviously, but the fact he just went home with the show and everything's cool. Let's talk about another popular Brit. Buckingham Palace says Queen Elizabeth has held her weekly audience with Prime Minister Boris Johnson, although she did it over the phone. The Queen, who is 95 and has COVID-19 and has symptoms, is still working. I'm thinking about some of the people I know that caught COVID and milked it for like three weeks off. The Queen... took she, a day and a half off and she's back at work. She's obvious, she's an inc- she's an incredible lady and I always I always this is going to okay, I'm just going to say it. It's the podcast. I can say whatever. I was worried the queen catches covid, she's going to die. Like that's it, right? If we hear news that she catches covid, and this was back when Prince Charles had it. Prince Charles had it first? Is He's had it twice. He's had it twice. That's right. Back when he had it, I thought, here we go. Queen mom's got it. She's going to be dead in a week. <laughs> like, that was just my initial fear. Because I never, I mean, you never want to hear of something bad happening to anybody, regardless of, it's the, of it, whether it's the queen or not. But, uh, man, that lady is a tough lady. That's for sure. Cat, it's a scary statistic out of America for the first time ever. Gun violence has overtaken car crashes as the leading cause of death by trauma. How can you not hear that headline and do something about it in the States? I don't understand. Yeah, there is, uh, America, you're somewhat broken here in this sense, but surgeons at Westchester Medical Center in New York have released research to suggest one and a half million years of potential life are lost every year due to gun crime. Hmm. Car crashes were the greatest cause of death until deaths from guns skyrocketed between 2009 and 2018. There's no reason to think those numbers are going to drop anytime soon. So this is where we're at. More people in America are killed by guns Mm. than by car crashes now. Unbelievable. It's just awful. A new proposal coming from the Ontario government, Kat. They say they want to make this law. The Labour Minister, Monty McNaughton, is suggesting... That if your employer is tracking you in any way, you need to be informed. If they've got a tracker on a company vehicle, for example, and you're driving it, you would need to know. If they are able to track you through your phone or track the activity that you use on your company phone, you would need to be informed. Okay, who and who doesn't drive a vehicle that may not already know that? I mean, I I would assume, and this is just an assumption, like... Correct me if I'm wrong. If let's say our company tomorrow was like, guess what, guys? You all get vehicles. Here's a vehicle for you. I'm not asking a fucking question. You give me a vehicle. That's great. I'm not going to be irresponsible about it. So I'm, I'm, why is there a problem with that? Um, I, I think probably, listen, we all do some things on company time that probably aren't 100% business related. And if your company is tracking that sort of stuff, it'd be nice to know why and what the intended purpose of it is. Are they tracking you so that they just so that they know where you are and that you're safe? Are they tracking you to make sure you're at peak efficiency? Are they tracking you because they're looking for a reason to get rid of you? There's a lot of different possibilities of what could be going on. But either way, it is a privacy concern. And so that's the suggestion from the labor minister. He wants 
you to be informed if you're being tracked by your company in any way. You, yeah. to, I just assume that I am. Like, even the computers here, when you log into any one of them, it'll say you have no right to privacy in this system. Right, so right. I don't save personal files on the computer here right. at work. Oh, shit, I should probably get those off there. Um, no, but you're, I mean, you're, you're right in that you, you should be able to ask those questions if you want to ask those questions. And your employer should be clear on that. Absolutely. Like, let's say you do have a, a company laptop is a great example. I know a lot of people who have their own laptop and it has nothing to do with working from home recently. They just are given a laptop and they can bring it with them. If it's their property, I would assume the same thing as a work computer stationed here, for example, for us. They're allowed to track it if they want to track it. So you can ask questions like, what do you exactly track? Are you tracking my search history? Are you tracking? You should be allowed to ask it, but also ask yourself if you're being responsible at work. I mean, if you're going to get fired over a company vehicle tracking you to a strip club on your in the middle of the day when you should be working. Some companies to, that don't like fun yeah, would you, have you know, an issue. But you with deserve that. to get fucking shit canned. You deserve it. So <laughs> I don't understand what the big deal is. If you're being responsible, you shouldn't be worried about it. It's the same with any kind of privacy thing. To me, that's how I personally feel. I'm not doing anything wrong. Why the fuck do I care? I know there's people who completely disagree with me on that and say, well, they don't need to know that I need to go, you know, pick up my medication and I have no choice but to pick it up at this time from this pharmacy. Why the fuck do you care? I don't understand why people care so much about stuff like that. To me, that's a no brainer. You should absolutely have the right to ask and hopefully you get the true response back and that should be the end of it. And if you don't like the answer, find a new gig. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, a lot of people have and in some cases, that was because the employer said it's time to come back to the office. Our restrictions are basically up as of this coming Tuesday. We're going into the final weekend with Vax passports and most of the restrictions in Ontario. Right. And with that, and we know the masks will be about a week or two weeks behind that, mm -hmm. nearest we can tell. So a lot of employers are like, all right, forget what we said during the pandemic. We want you back in the office. All right, well... Employees have documented a number of things that they do not like about the current office environment, and they would like these things changed. So for the bosses and HR managers listening to After 9, I've got the top 10 things that employees do not like about working in the office. You see if this is a real concern or something you can change. The number one complaint is coworkers being too loud while you're trying to work. Yeah, I can see that, sure. Yeah, I, uh, I, can, I can tell you specifically when I worked at a place that was quiet and I don't like quiet. I mean, I work at a radio station, love it. But when I, previously to going back into radio, I worked at a place that was an office, like a regular, like run-of-the-mill <clears throat> office environment. And the woman I shared the office with was also from radio. Maybe that's where it came from. Maybe it's not. But I need music while I work. I need something while I work. I cannot work in silence. I don't like it. Never have. So we played the radio while we were in. Lo and behold, we got complaints. Really? Like, I can't, I can't even. I can't even. And we, it wasn't even that loud. See, there's certain scenarios where quiet is good and certain scenarios where noise is good. You like noise when you're working. Fine. One of the trends that has popped up on golf courses over the past few years is the amount of people bringing Bluetooth speakers and sticking it in their cart. So when I'm trying to golf, I could have a buddy oh. that's playing his best of the 80s playlist and it drives me batshit crazy. Is I it? need quiet to focus. Is it just when you like tee off or is it any time? No, he's got it on like from the time we get in the cart till the time we get off the cart wow. after the round. Wow. You would think that he'd at least like pause it when people are like at the tee. No, he thinks it's great. He thinks, hey, we're playing sports. We should have music. Yeah. It drives me nuts. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. And I could see people not liking it. Yeah.
Co-workers who come into work when they're sick and co-workers who cough yeah. or sneeze without covering their mouth. Ugh, yes. Wrong. Fucking gross. On every level. Slow computers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hang on, hold our beers. <laughs> Slow computers. I have legitimately on one of the computers, and I get that it's taking up a lot of resources, the things that are on it. There's one computer where when I come in in the morning, I open up my news document. I'll open it. And then go to my locker, grab my headphones, grab a coffee pod, get my pens and stuff ready. By the time I come back, the document might be open. Yeah, that's the thing. And there's there's particular ones that we, they, I think everybody in their office knows the ones to avoid if they have shared computers. And if not, it's probably irritating if that's you every day, right? IT issues was number five. Okay, hand in hand kind of. IT issues wouldn't be so bad if, A, the IT people were a little more approachable about these things, and, B, if they let us do a few more things on our own. There's a lot of things I don't need to contact IT for, but I don't have administrator access to change it. Right. So you know, th that's I, an issue. I think we can blame, like, stupid people who just decide to go ahead and, because as an employee, you shouldn't just go and download any single program or upload anything you think that you should be able to upload. There's also a lot of dumb people that have probably put viruses on the computer. That's why these rules are in effect. Smelly bathrooms was number six. Yeah, I mean, nobody likes to go into a smelly bathroom, but occasionally the bathroom's going to smell if somebody went in there and it was taco night the night before. <laughs> this is just what happens. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe it's so bad to the point where you have to, like, leave your office to go use the bathroom because you just can't even stand going for a pee in those stinky places. I, I haven't had that experience, really. There's been some shady bathrooms, but not necessarily always stinky. People who leave dirty dishes in the work sink. Rude. Oh, that is so rude. When you're in the bathroom and realize someone else left and didn't wash their hands first. <laughs> oh. Gross toilet seats or toilet bowls on the work bathroom. Sure. And when your computer just keeps on crashing. Uh -huh. It's amazing how many people are using the bathroom as a reason that they do not want to go back to the office. Isn't that interesting? And you wonder if, if it's as simple as, and I know that's not a simple fix. That's the problem, right? If, if you're an employer and you hear that being a problem, like how do you fix that? You can't just be like, okay, everyone has their own private bathroom, just like that. It's not an easy fix. So what do you do to help that because you can't help when you got to pee when you got to go you got to go so it's not like you can tell them okay here's your time slot for the bathroom here's your time slot let's try to fix this scenario there's not much you can do if one of the issues you that you don't like about work it has to do with the bathroom i think bathroom cops is the way to go bathroom cops. i think it's a small thing every business will hire a, a toilet cop and they're going to stay in the bathroom and if you go in there and really stink it up well, maybe that's a citation of some sort. Maybe it's time to question your diet. If you go in there and try and leave without washing your hands first, they will chase you down the hall and calling you piss fingers as loud as they possibly can. <laughs> it's like soccer where you get like a yellow card and then you get like a red card. Like you just red carded the shit out of your shit. Here's your card. I give you a red card for a really bad one. Uh, another thing that just missed out on the top 10 was brown nosers. Yeah, oh. that's they've been around since the beginning of time and they will never go away. Absolutely. And there's always favorites. There's always going to be favorites, I feel like, at any kind of office environment where you have multiple people, you always know who the favorites are. That would be under that category. And that probably frustrates some people who are either maybe new and trying to sneak their way into that group of people that the boss or the bosses happen to like for whatever reason or hang out with. Yeah, that's a tricky one. 
Finally, we all know about the inflation concerns right now. A lot of it to do with the high cost of fuel, supply chain issues, and so much more. It's been talked about ad nauseum. Another place that inflation seems to be really rearing its ugly head is in the teeth industry. And I don't even mean the dentist. I mean the tooth fairy. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know if you guys can think that. Obviously, no kids are listening. Make sure that's the case, guys. No young children should be listening to this podcast at any time, in my opinion. But here we go. Ever. So there was a poll that was sent out to adults all across. This is uh, from the U.S., but fine. I feel like we could easily use this here in Canada. Asking how much you pay per tooth. So how much does the tooth fairy in your house pay? And they found the average price to be up. 14% from last year alone. That's three times the rate of inflation. The average cost of one tooth right now is $5. Now, I'm not at that stage yet with my kids. Uh, I'll be there maybe like a year or so for my oldest, I would assume. Maybe a year and a half, I don't know. Five bucks does seem high. I was thinking more like a, like a, like a toonie <laughs> or something like that. Um, but... They, th the survey shows that people are paying more and more. I don't know if it's because they also feel bad for the kids right now. Is that maybe something to do with it? Because or parents feel bad about uh, the kids not getting the full experience at school. That's what I mean, like feeling bad about it. So you're like, okay, well, let's just give the kid five bucks, like instead of the two bucks. The problem is... Parents don't have cash anymore? Hey, <laughs> yes, parents don't have cash. That is a problem. I remember... Ah, oh, shit, they lost a tooth. Go to the bank. I remember, so my, my brother... Um, and his wife lived like six minutes from my place. So I got a phone call last year when my nephew, I think my niece or my nephew lost a tooth. So they FaceTimed us. I lost a tooth, whatever. So he, he or she leaves the room. They're like, I don't have any cash. Do you guys have any cash? Can you come over and bring us some cash? I got no fucking cash. Like, I don't even know what to do. And we had no cash. We're like, I don't know what to go to go to the bank, I guess. He's like, well, what am I going to give the kid a fucking 20? Like, I'm going to give him a $20 for a tooth. So absolutely, you're right. Um, no cash on hand uh, is one of the things, too. I, I, I'm hearing, actually, a lot of parents, instead of just giving straight up money, doing something different, like a note, like if they don't have cash, like, you know what? All you need to collect is five tooth and your teeth, sorry, and, and you're going to get $20 or whatever it is. I mean, do what you got to do in your own house. I asked my mom this morning, what did we get? And she said it started at a dollar. It eventually made its way to $2, but we never went higher than two. I think that you could, for your kids, give them a unique story to tell and save yourself a little bit of money. I'm thinking no cash under the pillow for this mysterious teeth-grabbing fairy. <laughs> the whole thing has never it's sat well with gross. me. Yeah. And by the way, touching someone else's tooth, even if it's your own kid, is fucking gross. It's gross. <laughs> teeth are awful. Dentists everywhere are like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I know. <laughs> grab tongs or tweezers or something when you go under that pillow. But anyway, give them something totally different that they're not expecting. Like, um, oh, it, uh, when the kids at school and in kindergarten and stuff are like, oh, I lost a tooth and I got $5 under my pillow last night. Give your kids the ammunition to be able to say, oh, I lost a tooth and I woke up with a, a, a spoon under my pillow. <laughs> They gave school? me a spoon. Look, it's a magic spoon. <laughs> oh, it's not, you fucking loser. <laughs> that looks like it's right out of the cupboard. I, I don't think that that's legit. I don't think that that's from the tooth fairy. The tooth fairy took a picture frame off the wall and shoved it under my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Just like finding weird shit under there. I mean, why did I got a hot dog and it wasn't cooked. 
I don't know why it started with money and maybe money is the best answer. I don't know. But why didn't we think about other things? Like maybe it should just be a treasure of some kind. That way there's a good excuse if you don't have the cash. You've got to be able to, you could just swap it for a, you know, a, a whatever, a lovely pen. You know, here's a, here's a lovely pen, kid. Enjoy this pen. Or yeah. here's a coloring book. If it looks familiar, shut up. It is. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is yours. Yes, it is. Shut up, kid. And on that, we got to go, everybody. Sorry it was a shorter episode today, but there's lots in the archives. 400 hours of After Nines are currently available. Have yourselves a good one. We will be back tomorrow, and I believe Dave is going to join us as well. The After Nine Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.